Dedicated to the survival of American democracy in an increasingly dangerous world, this is Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney, acted as Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Policy under President Ronald Reagan, founder and president of the Center for Security Policy in Washington, D.C., the go-to man for defense and foreign policy issues, joined by the greatest minds in the security policy business, the special forces in the war of ideas at Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney. Welcome to Secure Freedom Radio. This is Frank Gaffney, your host and guide for what I think of as an intelligence briefing on the war for the free world. One of the featured intelligence briefings we provide, uh, usually about this time on Mondays, is provided by one of the country's preeminent authorities on Asia, among other things. He is Gordon Chang. He is the author of two best-selling books. One is the coming collapse of China, and the other nuclear showdown North Korea takes on the world. He is a featured columnist at the Daily Beast. You can find him frequently at Fox News, but always look for him here on Mondays at Secure Freedom Radio. We're delighted to have him with us. Welcome back, Gordon. And I'm delighted to be here, Frank, so thank you. Gordon, let me turn to uh, one of the very interesting developments of the past few hours, and that is that the United States has joined other nations in the European Union, along with Great Britain, in retaliating against the Russians for their apparent involvement in an assassination attempt of a double agent in the uh, United Kingdom recently using nerve agent, uh, Novichok specifically. One of the reasons that the United States has taken this step, apparently, um, including the closure of the, the Russian consulate in Seattle, is that apparently there were concerns about it being used as a bed of spies, uh, a nest of spies against uh, Boeing, a very important a company out in that neck of the woods, as well as our submarine base, our ballistic missile submarine base at Bangor. Tell us what's going on there, and, and where does this leave us, Gordon, do you think? This is significant because of the number of Russians who were expelled. Also significant because this was done, obviously, in coordination with the European Union. Um, so essentially, this is a new attitude on the part of the administration. You know, I know a lot of people complain about Trump being soft on the Russians, but this clearly uh, undercuts that narrative because you have 48 people at the Russian embassy in Washington. You got 12 at the Russian mission in the U.N. You got some more, as you mentioned, in Seattle. Um, so this is a broad-based um, attempt to prevent the Russians from spying in the U.S., something we haven't seen since Cold War days. And so I think we should applaud the administration's resolution in this. Also, it's because, you know, we're supporting the European Union, um, and, and that is going to be critical as we face the Russian threat. Um, because here again, you know, there's attempts by Russia to split uh, European nations from the U.S. to break the Atlantic Alliance. That's not going to happen uh, this week. Presumably, Gordon Chang, next up we will see the Russians retaliating against American and other foreign nationals in their country. We'll be watching that closely. Let me turn to another subject that we're watching closely, Gordon, and that is uh, the prospects for a trade war with China. There seem to be some countervailing messages going on that there are negotiations underway. Uh, the Chinese have responded uh, with relative restraint, it seems, to what uh, Donald Trump has proposed. 
But you have indicated in an important piece in the Daily Beast today that we actually may have the high cards uh, in this contest and that the Chinese may be bending to the president's will. Is that right? Yes, it's certainly true. You know, last year, 88.8% of China's overall merchandise trade surplus related to sales uh, to the United States. Uh, And that shows uh, China's increasing dependence because the year before, it was 68.0%. So clearly, China needs access to the U.S. market. Um, the U.S. economy is bigger than China's. Our economy is over $19 trillion. Theirs is slightly over $12 trillion, if you believe their numbers, um, which means that big economies push smaller economies around, especially when the gap is this large. Also, we've got a stable economy, and China's on the edge of a debt crisis. So President Trump doesn't really need to compromise with the Chinese. He just needs to tell them what to do. And finally, we have a president who understands that the U.S. does hold the leverage in this relationship. Previous presidents thought the Chinese had the whip hand, not President Trump. So I think we're going to see some good outcomes from all of this. It'd be fascinating. We are certainly seeing in another part of your portfolio, Gordon Chang, uh, some beneficial results from applying a similar kind of tactic with South Korea. Talk a little bit about the emerging trade deal there. Yeah, President Trump has wanted to negotiate or renegotiate the U.S.-South Korea free trade agreement, which is known as CORUS, um, because as that agreement has been in place for about a half decade, um, the trade deficit with China, with South Korea has increased. Um, so we're seeing um, a number of moves on the part of administration. South Korea was actually exempted from the steel and aluminum tariffs that were finally imposed on Friday, and that is leading to a better air, I guess, uh, environment for a deal with South Korea. So things are moving in the right direction with regard to that. You know, trade has been extremely important to the president, and we are seeing some better outcomes on these trade negotiations. The big one, of course, is NAFTA, the U.S.-Canada-Mexico Free Trade Agreement. We'll have to see how that works out. But essentially, right now, we're seeing uh, things move in the right direction in Asia. A big part of this, I have to assume, Gordon, is the handiwork and influence of our friend Dr. Peter Navarro, the president's chairman of the National Trade Council. Um, These are themes and priorities that he has long espoused, as you know, One of our co-authors in our book, to which you contributed also, uh, Warning Order, how China is preparing for conflict and why we must do the same. Talk a little bit about the role Peter Navarro is playing and whether, in fact, he deserves a fair measure of the credit on this front. Peter has set the tone. You know, there's been a lot of discussion about the loss of Peter's influence during certain uh, times during the Trump administration. But clearly right now, his views are the ones that the president is adopting. And that's good because we've seen the Chinese shrink back, which means that Peter has been right about uh, the ability of uh, the administration to use national power to push China in better directions on trade. Also, Peter has been instrumental in these steel and aluminum tariffs, which are not really a trade matter, which are a matter regarding um, rebuilding our national base so that we can make the weapons that our defense establishment needs. So um, Peter has emerged um, as a power in his own right. And that's good because this struggle is by no means finished. It certainly is not. 
Gordon, speaking of influential advisors, uh, the president, since we last talked, has tapped our friend John Bolton to be his national security advisor. You and I had the privilege of appearing with John at uh, the Conservative Political Action Conference uh, a little over a month ago. On the occasion, he spoke rather robustly, as he is wont to do, I'm happy to say, about China. But I'm interested in your thoughts both about his views on that topic, but also North Korea. He's coming in for a lot of abuse for having spoken in his um, private sector capacity and Fox News contributor and all of that about the necessity of having the military option with respect to North Korea. Um, Do you find what he has been saying and recommending, for that matter, to be a source of alarm, as we're hearing from so many in the so-called mainstream press and establishment foreign policy circles? Uh, John certainly has a more robust view on China and Russia, and, and that's a good thing because they are the main actors in this. North Korea, in some sense, is the sideshow because China has been using North Korea to destabilize the region and to gain advantage against the United States. John has a view that perhaps there's less time than many people think uh, in order to solve the North Korean issue. And, And I think that, you know, he has many adherents in that. I believe that we do have the ability to use non forceful options, such as sanctions against the Chinese. I mean, we'll just see how all of this plays out, because what a person says as a private citizen and what a person does as national security advisor can be two very different things. Indeed, they can. Gordon, thank you so much for your time today. It's always good to talk with you, and I appreciate you doing so each week. Uh, Gordon Chang, of course, of The Daily Beast, foxnews.com and Fox News, and uh, one of our featured regulars here at Secure Freedom Radio. We'll look forward to talking with you again next week, Gordon. Uh, Next up, we will speak with Richard Pollack. We'll get his take on the Bolton elevation and more right after this. Visit us at facebook.com slash securefreedom with Frank Gaffney.